in other words, then you think the Negro has first to raise himself to a status of equality with the white community. Yes. Now, what happens, assuming that he can do that? Would you then be in favor of integration, let's say, in the schools or any place else? Uh, when you are equal uh, with uh, another person, the problem of integration doesn't even arise. It, do it doesn't come up. Uh, the Chinese in this country aren't asking for integration. The, the Japanese aren't asking for integration. The only minority in America that's asking for integration is the so-called Negro. Welcome to the Africana Magazine News Podcast. I'm your host, Eugene Brown. Africana Magazine News presents... Gene in Pikesville. Gene, talk to me. Hey, hey, Farage, you ever heard the term all deliberate speed with all deliberate speed? I actually have, yeah. Yeah, it pertains to uh, integration. And uh, if you look at the evolution of integration, it, it, you, you get to the, at the end you get to the point where charter schools, magnet schools were created. And why were they created? And I'm glad I came after the... Uh, the, the good white people came on and gave their opinions. They changed the history books. And I uh, forget what Josh was saying, but he was, you know, pretty much the same theme. He, this, this is what happened. In order for us to get uh, equal, equal, an equal education, they created the magnet schools. Yeah. Right? And, and so the, the, the magnet schools, they had the same curriculum. They had the same requirements that the public school system, but you could get a charter and, uh, you know, have a school. And so in order for black children to have, uh, uh, let's say, you know, you create a charter school and you call it the Maya Arifa school, which there was a Maya Arifa school, right? Right. Yes, sir. So you get Absolutely. Your, yeah, Mama K. So you get, that's where my son went. And so when you, when you go there, you get an Afrocentric education. Yep. Right? And, and that curricula is not part of the Baltimore City public schools. Right. So why are we complaining when we, in fact, don't have it in our schools, right? So who, who, who's complaining? The black community isn't complaining. They send their children to public schools every day, and they don't get a uh, black history. They might get a, they get a black history month unit, yeah. and it's, everybody's okay with it, right? But now you've got three black kids going to a charter school, and and the uncomfortable white people How are, are not going to teach about the menorah, right? And they're not going to teach about Kwanzaa because they're not qualified to do so. And so, first of all, the black people there in Utah should have started their own charter school or homeschool. Now, that's the recommendation that they made to the white people. Okay. But that's the recommendation I would have made to the black people. I got you. And, Gene, i got to let you go. Yeah, and, you and, 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 and you bring up an excellent, valid point in that case because if you are... The, the great, great, great minority, as you see, with three black children between preschool and ninth grade, then, you know, it would be a situation. But here's the thing. This is Black History Month, and this month should be about uh, blazing the trail. So at this Montessori, and I was mispronouncing it, so it's the Montessori, Maria Montessori School, and I appreciate you, Demi, for that. The Mont, if, if you're blazing the trail, um, then somebody's got to take the heat. But it's important that the school, even with three students, know that it's important for them, those three students, their history to be mentioned, to be discussed, 
to be addressed. Because you got black children that may come in after that point. You're right, Gene. They should start their own school in some way, shape, or form, especially if they're the current uh, Montessori school is not working, is not speaking to their needs of who they are. But at the same time, we're talking about blazing a new path. Those three children, they don't know they're, they may not know they're in that space. They might be little small babies. But that's exactly what's happening. They're blazing the, 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 the trail for the next group of students, of black students, and even Latino students to come through. And I know that's, I know, I know that that is in the back of these parents' mind, that if you start teaching black history, then if we got some Latino students to come in, then we're going to have to start teaching about their history. And oh boy, there goes the neighborhood. I know that's what they're thinking. I know it, folks. But this is America. And let me just say this to folks, man. We will never, ever, 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 in my Andre, my Andre 3000 voice, go back to this country being just predominantly white, just all about white people and the greatness of white people. We will never go back to that place. Never. White supremacy, whiteness as a culture, whiteness as, a, as an educational model has been disrupted for good. We will never go back to that. And there are people, white people, some black people, some Latinos and, and Asian Americans that want to hold on to that. But we will, I, we will never go back to it, folks. We will never go back to it. And we do ourselves a disservice when we try to hold on to old ways that are falling apart. We've been talking about um, how a group of parents in Utah opted out of their children from learning about black history in a school in North Ogden, Utah, predominantly white community, the com school first said it was okay, but then they reversed course and said it's not okay. And essentially those parents will have to put their children in school or to essentially take them out if they don't want them to learn about black history this month. And we've just been talking about the implications of this case across the country and how we're now in this space from, you know, a... Uh, uh, Understanding our history and most importantly, you know, learning it in different school settings. If your school is not providing the quote unquote adequate comprehensive study of black achievement, black contributions, then guess what? That's what your role is as the caretaker, whether you're the parent, the grandparent, the aunt, the uncle, the, the, the neighbor. But you should always drop a seed of greatness about black folks to black children. Why not? That's not hatred. That's just recognizing who you are. You want to affirm children's view of themselves and their identity and where they come from. You want to, that's, that's the role that we have to play. The other thing is very quickly about this situation. So, you know, so the parents were sent a link to a Google document. And um, this document became public. 
According to the Salt Lake City NAACP president, Janetta Williams, she said, quote, if they want to opt out, then perhaps the best thing they should do is homeschool their children. She said they, that the parents were uncomfortable about talking about race and race relationships. Well, that's that's true, Miss Williams. That is absolutely true. You know, it's absolutely true. The history has to be taught. Say cool. In the early 70s, Dr. Yosef Ben Yekinen spoke at what was then called the community college. Baltimore City Community College. That's yeah. It. Anyway, he made a statement. He was talking about genocide. Yeah. He said that cultural genocide was more detrimental than a physical genocide. And I beg to differ. I took issue with it, right? 20 years later, he spoke at everyone's place. And I had to confess to him, you were right. Mm. Because when I listen to these airways, I listen to these, these, these discussions about our history and our culture, I see culture and genocide. Why do we even care that white folks don't want to learn our history? Is that not rooted in self-hatred? You want to be accepted by them? That's what I think, because I don't care whether or not they learn our history. You can't teach world history and not teach African history, because I know from studying our history that the world began with us. Mm -hmm. We were the first humans to walk the planet Earth. You don't start our history with chattel slavery. Right. Chattel slavery was painful. It was traumatic. It was embarrassing. It was humiliating. It was all of that. That's why our children are turned off to it. Go back to the very beginning. Yeah, when black I understand people, that. African people were the only people in the world. That's where you start. I shared that with some students at Matthew Henson Elementary School. A little five-year-old jet black sister named Emily. I'll never forget it. She paid me the ultimate compliment. She told me, Baba Seku, that's why we like you. You keep it real. You tell us the truth. Our children know the truth when they hear it. They know the truth when they see it. And that's all we have to do. I love and it. And I take issue. I take issue with the educator in this city because in 1991, Professor Marife Asante out of Temple University brought an African Senate curriculum down here for the public school system in these Middle-class, complacent, degree-chasing teachers did not understand the importance of it and did not maintain it. So we got to go through that process again. White folks know the nature of our history and culture. It's going to radicalize our children. It's inevitable. Because once they realize who they were before slavery and colonization, oh, it's on. They're going to rebel. That's true. We, we did it in the late 60s. We got a taste of it. Marcus Garvey and them back in the late 60s, early 70s. And we rebel. So I know white folks know it, too. That's why they want to keep our people, especially our children, as far away from African history and culture as they can. I don't care whether or not they learn our history. Y'all have a nice day. We do need to learn our history early because people tend to believe that once you start learning history, you're going to be mad as hell. And, you know, black folks are going to be mad at white people and they're going to want to do what white people have done to black people. Let's look, look. Yes, black folks are going to be mad. Because it's an ugly history, but it's a necessary history for us to learn. It's ugly, but necessary for us to learn. Right? But it's, it's history. It's in the past now. So we can keep running from the past, never taking uh, responsibility in the present. And that's going to prevent us from making any real progress in the future. Right? If you're a yeah. white educator... Do uh -huh. justice by the history 
by either bringing some voices into your classroom to help or to really check yourself. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Our children are going to awaken to who they are later on down the road. And we can't take that chance anymore. I mean, back in the day, thank goodness that some of us or, you know, we... We were we were exposed to some conscious history. We were exposed to some knowledge and some wisdom about who we are at some point in our lives. But we can't take that. We are seeing the time is too short. It's too life is too precious. We can't waste. You know, saying, "Oh, okay, they're gonna they're gonna find themselves some way to." This thing. Let me just tell you, folks. The intensity of information about, uh, of information to influence how we think, how we see ourselves is so big. It's so intense. From social media to television to radio to, 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 I mean, we really got to be on it because the intensity of the flood of information that comes across our television and papers and, and phone screens and all of those things, it's, it gets to be so much. And if your children are consuming that information without a balance, without any real discussion, then you're talking about raising your children to think unlike, to think way differently than you do. And that's not bad, but you, there has to be some boundaries, and I think parenting is so important. I think the big part of parenting is establishing boundaries on not a child, just a child's behavior, but boundaries on what a child is exposed to, boundaries on how a child is, uh, you know, the best way for a child to think, boundaries so they can make sure that they are in a certain, going in a certain direction. That's parenting. That's parenting. Um, real quick, the, the, the fact is that they don't know that they don't see the connection between black folks that are in, from the islands and from those in that, in that part of the globe and black folks here in America on the mainland. And that's 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 the big thing. Like if you're from the Caribbean, you should know that your long lost brother on the mainland is suffering the way he suffered or your long lost sister. She suffered the way she suffered. Because even on the islands, as colonized as some of the, as the islands have been, there's still, still some remnants of their history of culture. In America, mm-mm, mm-mm. No, baby, we got to find that bad boy. We got to look in a book. We got to go and do some research. We got to be Dr. Henry Louis Gates. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm real tough. We got to go back in our ancestry because it's not... As prevalent, it's not as, I mean, in some cases, you, you, you gotta do some real digging. But it's not as bad. Well, we're not as bad as black people. People have always tried to separate their struggle from the struggle of black folks. Because they know black people have suffered tremendously in this country and all over the globe. Right? We've suffered a lot and we're still suffering. Let's keep that real. But nobody wants to be kindred spirits in that part of our sojourn, in that struggle. And that's, that's, the, that's another issue. 
That's another issue. That if people really saw that the suffering of black people is the key in, in relieving the suffering of black people, let me say that, relieving the suffering of black people in this country is the key to relieving the suffering of all people. If people really saw the connection between the two, then there would be greater um, there will be a greater fervor to, 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 to try to address our suffering. But because people don't see it, people want to say, well, no, my suffering is bad, but it's not that bad, quote unquote, versus starting from those who have been suffering the most, those who have came out of chattel slavery, those who have been the uh, uh, suffering at the hands of indiscriminate policies and and segregation and in all types of and all the types of systemic oppression and racism the real key to finding justice or at least delivering justice to all of those other folks starts with creating a model for justice for black people this again folks this ain't racism End of book.